I'm looking good, I'm feeling good, I real real good, I real real good. Yeah, 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 and I am the core behavioral therapist and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast and YouTube channel um, with me right now I have Rashmi Rampasad and I know Rashmi because of her YouTube videos obviously a taste of Trini um, she's a Trin Trinbagoan foodie and a contact creator um, and she goes under the taste of Trini. So if you ever check out her YouTube channel, it's great. Um, she has recipes. She talks about the Trinidadian culture. It's just pretty awesome. And um, she talks about traditions and recipes that have been, you know, uh, taken down to her, her family from previous generations. And I actually know her because she's married to my cousin that I grew up with, Kevin. <laughs> our, parents, our moms used to babysit each other and stuff. And you know, we went to Catholic school and stuff together back in Queens. So thank you, Rashmi, for coming. Thanks for having me, Trisha. I appreciate you so much for coming. I think that you're such an influencer and it feels good to see like someone like you and people like you coming out with YouTube channels and, and just showing people what our culture is about. It's just really, really awesome. I love it. Oh, thanks. So can you tell us what made you start this um, channel, this cooking channel? So it actually started in a really dark place. The channel itself. Yeah. Oh, when I moved I to New that. York. Yeah. When I moved to New York back in 2014, yeah. I was newly married. So I was just married like a year. And uh, I moved to New York. It was such a culture shock for me. I was missing home all my family, they were in Trinidad. So cooking was my way of keeping, you know, staying close to home. Yeah. So it was good too, because Liberty Avenue, we can find everything, you know, for Caribbean cooking. Everything. So I would get all my ingredients there. Yeah. And I would come home and cook every day for Kevin. And that's a good wife. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're like so, a traditional Trinidadian woman. I mean, but modern day, and I love it. I tried to be. <laughs> and, um, so I was just stuck in the apartment cooking because I was waiting for my paperwork to go through. And uh, so I was cooking every day and I was so depressed. Kevin used to work and I was just home alone cooking. So it was, the channel was actually born from a really dark place. And uh, it was Kevin who actually influenced me to start the channel. His friends as well. When we went to little limes or parties, I would cook and take it over for them. Yeah. And they would say, you know, you should really start teaching people how to cook because you really, you're a really good cook. So I just took their advice and I tried it. And now this is where we are today. I think that's so awesome. I'm sorry that you, you know, were in a dark place and um, you were depressed but something beautiful came out of it and it's like cooking yeah. therapy and I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, and you had such a great influence, your friends and Kevin um, to help you start this. So that's just so awesome. That culture shock is real. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What it was like for you to, we call it acculturation to acculturate okay. American society. So what was that like for you? And Kevin is American. So it's yeah, like, he's, a, he's American. I'm a real, you know, country girl, 
Trinity Girl. Yeah. And I'm, and I mean, I, I wasn't used to taking public transportation. I had to take the train. Uh, I was so confused. I, I think I cried the first time I went outside in the snow. Oh. And I felt that really cold, um, you know, feeling in my bones. I felt it all up in my head. I, I always remember that feeling. Yeah. And it was such a shock to me. I've never experienced snow before. And even the train to taking the train, I used to be so lost. I remember the first time I took the train by myself. In New York City, I, right? I think I got lost. Yeah. In New York City. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You got yeah. lost? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But Kevin was a good teacher. He he told me and then now with phones you could just use GPS. So I mean, from where I started, I think I um I'm really proud of where I where I am now. Yeah, I'm definitely proud of you. I, I know a lot of the Trinity community is very proud of you too. You overcame a lot. Um, so this is a mental health podcast and channel, as you know. Um, and in our community, um, Trinidadian culture, you know, they don't really take, I shouldn't say they, but in many cultures, they don't really see mental health, depression, that sort of thing as a huge issue. Have you seen a shift with that, a change? I have, especially in my family as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I think probably last year. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of people, I think because of the pandemic and, you know, people were going crazy. I even developed anxiety and panic attack last year, probably late last year. Yeah. And I only realized that it was a, it's something that runs in my family. Yes. So I had no wow. idea that my grandmother suffered from it. My mom suffered from it, but they never told me. So it's only when, it's only like, a week ago, I told my mom, and she said, you know, both my mom and, and I had it. And I said, why, ne why didn't you ever tell me? Because I didn't know how to deal with it. Right. So it's, so yeah. 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 It was genetics. And you only, so this, you, ha you suffered from this since last year and just told your mom last week? Is that yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a long time. So you're brave to tell her. And then look, you got all this information. Yeah. from her that your grandmother had it too what have you been doing um thank you for being so transparent vulnerable and open um to admit that it takes a lot of strength and i really wish more people would come out and speak up about anxiety and depression and panic attacks especially during covid right during the pandemic yeah. it, is, uh, you know. it is scary and i think what really triggered it is that i go home mm -hmm. back home to trinidad and tobago i go home twice a year last year for the entire year i didn't go home the last time i was home was um in 2019 in august that was the last time i was home and i saw my parents wow that's tough that's so yeah. tough and you're married so you can't really go back when I, and then the yeah. borders are closed i'm not too sure what why the yeah. borders closed to the americans I think, that. I think i think they're letting people in but you have to have a good enough reason so yeah. you have to write a letter and I'm not sure, but someone told me it's not worth all the stress to go through. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I can only imagine what that's like, you know, and you, you being here and your whole family being in Trinidad and 
and during a pandemic there's so many people that experience this just like you and are isolated now and um, are experiencing depression but i think your videos i saw your videos and they're so inspiring they make me feel so happy i mean everyone needs to go check them out because it's light it's 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 fun it's the way you cook and the way you talk and the recipes and stuff have you heard positive mm -hmm. feedback from people about your videos i would say 95 percent would be positive a lot of people um say that my voice is soothing to them they like to listen to it before they sleep a lot of people they enjoy the way i do my videos and i love to use music Mu i love music it's therapy to me and i love including music in my videos and when I cook and I choose the songs that it takes me a while to choose the music to go along with the video. So editing for me is a whole therapeutic process. So um, filming is a whole therapeutic process and then editing is another process for me. So yeah, so when you're it's so interesting because it taps into your creativity, your creative side, right with the music. And, yeah. So you do all your videos. I do everything. Yes. You do the music. Except, when, except if I have Kevin tape me doing something, like if I go somewhere out and I have him tape me eating or something. But most of the times, it's, I do everything. I do all the filming and editing and everything. I think that's so awesome. That your voice is very soothing too, and and um, it's nice because you're sharing these recipes and your choice of music. It's upbeat, and some of it, it's just, I watched your Christmas one too, and it, I loved, you had like some Michael Buble playing in the background and stuff, I think, uh -huh. some Christmas songs, but you also have like Parang, um, Parang is like, can you, do you, can you explain what Parang is? Do you know what that is? It's like Christmas. Part. It's like a mixture of like Spanish and Calypso and yeah. Soka, I guess, like a fusion. Yeah. So I like to call this music therapy and art therapy too. I mean, do you find what 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 do you feel when you're doing when you're in your creative mode? Um, songs and you mean what do I do like like feel Like what does it make you feel mm -hmm. like when you're? Oh, I feel at ease. I feel at peace. I feel light. Yeah. It's just like when I'm cooking. When I'm cooking, I, I like to be just immersed in everything I'm doing. I don't like anybody to bother me. Most of the times I have music playing, yeah. but I just, it's like art to me as well. I love that. It's the art part of it too. I love that. Um, because I, I mean, it's like a blank canvas, right? And you, you're creating something with ingredients. You right. can cook the exact same thing that I cook, but it wouldn't taste the same because we both have our own, you know, touch to it. Right. We both add our own touch. Yeah, yeah, and I I've seen you included your family. I think one of your first videos, it had um, you were cooking dalberry, I think, or and your yeah, family. My mom. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. That was really really nice. Um, mm -hmm. Have you experienced any like negative feedback or, I guess, old yeah. aunties or anything saying, you know, I could cook this. I could, have you heard I'm any? Most of the time, it's it's younger people. I was shocked. It's, most of the time it's younger women or uh, East Indians. Really? I'm yeah. So I get that. a lot of that where they say, you know, this is different than how we cook. And, but they're not in a constructive way. It's more in a negative way yeah. where they say, you know, you shouldn't be cooking that. Like, 
where did you learn to cook that? It's wrong. And then so I would get a lot from young females. They would say, who is this girl? Like, who does she feel she is? You know, oh, no. I get that a lot. Um, but I do get a lot of sweet messages also. And most of them are positive. So I usually focus on those. So is that what you do in order to not make you go, I guess, to that dark place again um, when people are negative, that you focus on the positive? That's what I'm... I think the first year I started YouTube, I used to let it affect me because I didn't know how to deal with it. I was, I grew up very introverted and I always kept to myself. I was not, I didn't have experience with these type of things. I was bullied in high school, but not to this point. When you're, uh, on, when you're putting your entire life online, yeah. it's hard to, to tell, you know, where people are going to come from. I've gotten so many horrible messages, nasty messages online from just random people, just, you know, random people on their keyboards. But um, I think I've learned to just laugh through it and yeah. look at it not as something is wrong with me, but something is wrong with them. Because yeah. if you can go online and use your time that you have to go hate on someone else, then it, it doesn't say anything about me. It says everything about you. Yeah. It's usually, I'm really sorry you went, you were bullied and you had to go through all of that and the negativity, but you're absolutely right. I think it's a projection of when, like when people don't feel good about themselves or they have insecurities about themselves, you know, they, they just project like horrible things onto people. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm so, sorry that happened to you. Um, that's, you know, what's it like? Because I, I do deal with this too, where we are Indian, right? We're Indo-Caribbean, I'm Indo-Caribbean American. But what is that like when, I guess, Asian Indians don't really see us as Indian? Yeah. You know, I feel like that's ethno-racism. That's racism. They with down. Yeah, they look down on us, but... Now I just tell them, I say, go look up Trinidad and Tobago online. That's most of the time when they come on and they listen to my accent and they say, I have a fake accent. So I say, well, no, you do not have a fake accent. I say, go look up Trinidad and Tobago yeah. on Google and come back and chat with me. Yeah. So you say that yeah, I do. I now I just laugh and I just answer them to suit, but I'm not disrespectful. I don't think I just answer them to suit. Yeah. But um, they think that uh, I am East Indian, so I should have a, a Indian accent. So I sound British, I guess, to some people. So they think I'm putting on this accent. Well, people don't know that Trinidad was a um, Trinidad and Tobago. They were English colonies, right? And they were just yeah. recently liberated. So the English did take over. And um, our ancestors came from India, right? And they just, I liked how not, did you ever see, um, I don't know if you saw this, Indian Matchmaker on Netflix, but one of the, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, this, not yeah, she's yeah. Guyanese. She's Guyanese-American. She's the same culture as us, just Guyanese-American. And she said, you know, I'm Indian, but... Asian Indians don't really see us as Indian, but I like yeah. to just say we just came here a little bit earlier, meaning to the new yeah. lands, right? And she's absolutely right because our family came from India like four, maybe five generations, six generations back. Like, yeah. 
and we just came here earlier i just wish people were more culturally sensitive and and yeah even within our culture you know yeah yeah um have you ever gotten backlash like oh well you're you're too traditional you know you you all you do is cook but you don't there's more to you th than that there's culture there's yeah. there's all these complexities to you i i think some people would say you know because i love eating with my hands and i do share that on my videos a lot so i show them you know i have my enamel plates that i brought from uh -huh. Trinidad, and i eat with my hands especially if it's dal and rice and curry or dal rice and rice yeah so a lot of people like it. Some people are like, you're too backward. And, oh. you know, I... People I'm are not, saying, I'm sorry. I hate to use the word saying, forgive me, everyone. But that's just, it's part of your culture. I mean, everyone... It's what keeps me close to home. And I think, I just love doing it. I don't apologize anymore for how I am. And I have my own little piece of home here with me in Texas. I used to live in New York, now I live in Texas, and everywhere I go, I bring a little pizza home with me, so. I love that. I love that about you. So what, um, what was it like for you to transition? So here you are, you're Trinidadian. How long have you been yeah. in America, by the way? How long have you guys been married or been here? In 2021. I moved here in 2014, mm -hmm. so last year was six years. Okay. So This December will be seven years. Okay. So thank you for that. So you had to transition from Trinidad to New York, which is a big, big jump because big. it's an island girl, you know, yeah. we island girls. <laughs> and then you made the jump then from Texas, from, uh, from Trinidad, from New York to Texas, which are yeah. two different worlds in my opinion. Tell me about that. Tell us about that. So what I can say is that moving from Trinidad to New York, it actually helped me a lot in building my personality okay. because as I mentioned before, I was an introvert and yeah. when I moved to New York, I learned a lot. I learned how to, you know, be a little more outspoken, how to stand up for myself, you know, the typical New York yeah. mentality. <laughs> yes. And because of Kevin also, I mean, he's a born and bred New Yorker. So, yeah. you know, being with him, it helped me also, but New York has a lot to do with my personality and, breaking me out of my shell I would say yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome both New York and my channel they had a lot to do with me breaking out of my shell and then moving from New York to here I would say people are much more friendly here so mm -hmm. I think I, I feel more at home here yeah I hear you I hear you um you know I didn't know Texas had a big does Texas have a big Trinidadian community or no, not really. Sounds more yes, but it's not like New York where everyone's concentrated in one area. It's just spread all over Texas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, because I saw you go, some of your videos, guys, her videos are so awesome. She actually takes you shopping with her sometimes. Her and Kevin will go shopping and she'll show you the ingredients and what exactly to buy. And I love that. So I saw like some West Indian stores and groceries that yeah. you were able to go to in Texas and I was just what I love doing is because um because there's I mean it's not a big population like New York but we do have a good amount of Trinis here so what I do with my channel is I show people where they can find the Trini ingredients here yeah. and a lot of them have been living here for over 15 years 
And when I moved here and I started showing them where to find things, they're like, but you just move here. How are you finding all these things? And we live in here so long. Mm -hmm. So I do try to help them, you know, find where all the Trini or Caribbean ingredients are. Yeah. So I do want to research for them, basically. That's so awesome. Yeah. So you, you like uh, Texas a lot, right? I think. The I love Texas. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love uh, Texas. Yeah. You know, oh, there's a big movement from like, because I'm from, I lived in San Francisco, I lived San Francisco for like seven years or so. Oh, okay. And yeah, there's like a big movement of pe uh, people, they call it the Exodus. And a lot of the companies are moving to like Austin, Texas, because it's yeah. more affordable and what have yeah. you. Um, what's your favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook. I would say chicken soup. I love a good chicken soup. But yeah. actually, I'd have to switch that for the pandemic. I made pilau so often for Kevin really? that I think it's now my favorite thing to cook. Yeah, pilau, chicken pilau. Okay, okay. What's the e What's the easiest thing you've ever that you like to cook? Easiest, I would say dal and rice, dal rice and curry chicken. Okay, okay, cool. Um, cause. I mean, I always tell people, do what you love, and then you don't ever have to work a day in your life again. And I feel like you're doing it, too. Um, and you look like you're, you know, mental health and stuff, depression, anxiety, all that other stuff. It's a work in progress every day, right? So I mean, I know how to control it. And because I know now what's happening to me, I didn't know before what was happening to me. So I didn't know how to react it. Now I know what's happening. I know how to react it. And now I'm doing well. So that's really um, doing well. I use my cooking to help me, you know, help me heal. And it's a whole therapeutic experience. Cooking. I love cooking. I, ha I didn't tell you that I actually have my associates in health science and I'm doing my bachelor's right now in awesome. human resource management. That's so awesome. I don't just cook alone. No, Some people I think I'm the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was my next question what what else is there to you like what else do you do because you you just don't cook there's lots of things yeah. that you do so right now I'm, I'm doing my bachelor's in human resource management and I do want to pursue a career in that but if food is my destiny and food is what makes me happy then I think I'll just stick with doing something with food maybe a restaurant or something in the future with food because I really love food yeah, or you can do a bunch of different things if you want. Mm. You have that capacity to do it all at the same mm. time, which is pretty cool. I would imagine with the pandemic, people are not really eating out to, at restaurants and, and stuff anymore. Maybe getting things delivered, who knows? But I would have I would imagine that your videos is help they're helping people. Yeah, I think during the pandemic a lot of people I, I got a lot of traction on my on my channel. A lot of people started to cook at home more and actually the most popular one during the pandemic was doubles a lot of people wanted to learn how to make doubles yeah yes yes you know you said that you speaking of doubles would you ever open up, you said that maybe one day you'd open up a restaurant would you open up like mm -hmm. a specific type of restaurant like a roti shop or what would you i don't want to just do that cause it might be just a caribbean like a caribbean broad you know just caribbean food doubles pilau everything roti everything yeah. that's pretty yeah. that's so awesome um 
So can I ask you how you met my cousin? How did you meet Kevin? <laughs> so we actually met, okay, so our families have been friends forever since before I was born. And my mom and his grandmother were best friends. They were neighbors and best okay. friends. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with his grandmother also and his family. I grew up with his family. And I, when his grandmother was sick, I stayed with her for a while. So she, she didn't want to be in the house alone. So she asked my sister and I to come stay with her, especially in the night. So mm-hmm. we were staying with her and she ended up getting sick and she passed away. And Kevin came for the funeral. And that's how we met. Oh my God! So <laughs> Go ahead. You're yes. the second. You're the second Indo-Caribbean person who has told me that they met their partner yeah. at a funeral. My uh, my <laughs> auntie met my met my uncle at a funeral too. Oh my goodness! Well, I guess funerals. I mean, maybe that's the place to be. I'm sorry to hear about that, but wow. <laughs> maybe that was his grandmother's wish. I don't know. Oh, that's beautiful. Can we talk yeah. about that? Can we talk about spirituality and what you believe in? Because what if that was her, uh, the grandmother's, his grandmother's wish or, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe it was. I Deep inside, I think it was because she, when I stayed there, she would always talk about Kevin and I didn't really know him like that. So I never really, I didn't know much about what she was talking about, but she would always tell me to pray on a certain day and I'm not a very religious person. So I'm not a a very Hindu person then. I do believe in a higher power, but I don't believe in one specific God. Right. Um, Because I I grew up in half Christian, half Hindu home. My mom was, she grew up also in a half Christian, half Hindu home. So she would always play hymns for us. Um, teach us all the prayers yeah and I went to a Muslim school as well so I respect all religions and I do during each religious period like for Ramadan I always fast at least one or two days and so I do I follow all religions but um I do yoga and meditation so that's I'm very spiritual in that way and I don't just do one. I I don't focus on one religion because I feel like each religion has something different to teach us. Okay. And you're praying, you know, to, you're just praying in a different way to get the same message across. Yeah. So, you know, in Hinduism, you pray in Hindi, but you're getting the same message across. In in Islam, you pray in Arabic. Yeah. So. So interesting. So um, people do tell me that spirituality also helps with their mental health. Um, yes. Do you find that when you do yoga, do. when you do pray? That's pretty awesome. I you know, do. I, yeah, go ahead. I started with the anxiety since, I, since it came full on. I started practicing yoga more, you know, um, I started doing it more. Every day I would do yoga and it's been helping me. That's awesome. That's so yeah. good. Um, you know, therapy is so important. I mean, I wish like my family, we all went to therapists when we were younger or something, or um, it's just so important. But I'm so happy that our culture is open to all these different facets, all these different ways of doing therapy to heal, like you said, the different things yeah. you do to heal. Um, it's just so awesome. I think that you're such an inspiration. 
and Thank you. yeah you're i just your videos are your voice is very soothing your videos are very mm -hmm. inspirational you show the culture you know the dress the different um religious events i mean when i was watching it i was like oh i miss trinidad so bad. i miss visiting trinidad so bad um but i just want to thank you so much for being on oh there's one more thing i wanted to ask you what causes do you believe in one more thing what causes do you believe in um hmm can't think of any at the top of my head okay no but problem. i would say uh definitely like would breast cancer awareness be one of them of course yep <laughs> definitely mm -hmm. well mental health obviously is one of your passions too and also yes. breast cancer awareness yes that's and, um, man well yeah mental health awareness and as well as animals animals oh. i believe in treating animals right and i feel like being a caribbean person not in my household but i've seen it in the caribbean they're not into treating animals no humane. They're, not. they're not that was my first experience when i was like seven or eight when I saw a mangy dog in Trinidad, I would spend my summers in Trinidad and I saw a mangy dog and they were, they belonged to my neighbors who happened to be family as well. My dad's cousins or something. And then it just had like, it was limping and it was just so, and I cried so bad because I just, I never saw an animal get treated like that. But here it's. When I moved here, I was, I was shocked to see how they treat animals and, yeah. you know, they treat animals better than children here. That's it's so true. nice to see. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Animals. Yeah. Animals are like, are like children for, for some people. They are. They're like part of the family, pets and stuff. Yeah. I totally, but yeah. You know what's good? Pet yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Go ahead. I was saying growing up, I've seen how people uh, beat animals and kick them and it's not nice. No, I, I just never like that. Oh, it's so horrible. It's, I hope there's a change um, in the Caribbean and Trinidad or in other countries, and even in America, how people treat animals for the better. Yeah. You know, I hope that happens. There's pet therapy too. Um, yeah, they, they help. Um, if you were to get a pet, they also help um, lessen anxiety yeah. or alleviate. I do want a, um, a dog, yeah, puppy. Yeah. And um, but I live in an apartment right now, so once I get a house, I'll definitely get a dog. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I think I think it'd be a great fur mommy. <laughs> It'll be a fur baby. <laughs> yeah. Can you um tell me a little bit about social media, about what people put out there? What do you think about social media? So I know you spoke about my transparency earlier and talking about my issues. So I think more, I want to urge more content creators to be more transparent, talk about your issues. If you're comfortable, at least talk about it. And because I feel like we always compare ourselves to all the perfect people on social media. And some people actually, you know, some people would watch these models or watch people and they would doubt themselves. Yeah. They would think that they're not as perfect as that or look at people's lives and, you know, get depressed. But mm. people are not what they post to be online. 
they're not you're right to be you're right i always yeah. people people show their best on social media and then hide the rest yeah yeah so it's a lot of people hide the hide the faults they hide the insecurities and they try to portray the best of everything but i think that needs to end now and people need to just they need to show you know the real just real life just be open and real honest because as you said mental health is real and a lot of people are going through it and no one knows yeah and maybe by you open it by someone opening up you know their story telling their life story maybe it could help someone else like look at me with my anxiety mm. i've been telling all other people um yeah you know someone was telling me they they had the exact same feeling and they didn't know what it was yeah and I think you opening up is going to save a lot of people's lives, especially in our community, because it's so hidden. So I totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Because so as as an Indo-Caribbean woman, we're taught to, that we can't complain. We have to just do, you know, do your work, do your housework, be a wife. You can't complain. You shouldn't have pain. You shouldn't you know, you don't have anything else to do. So you should just cook and clean and you that should be good. You shouldn't have any issues. You have nothing to worry about. You know, that's yeah. how we're brought up to to think, and we're not allowed to show any emotions. I think you know about that too, right? Yeah, Even though I you totally didn't. Grow up. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, yeah, growing up. I mean, it, let me tell you now. I a lot of things make sense now of things I've seen or experienced, and what depression is and anxiety and um being bullied um like you said all of that kind of stuff has an effect on you as a child but it impacts you as an adult and it also changes the composition of your brain when you're a child your brain is not fully developed until you're yeah. in adulthood so when you experience these these things as a child it has a detrimental effect on you this on is why i think um in trinidad it's People think, well, in the Caribbean, I would say, people think it's normal to beat children. And yeah. I'm not saying discipline is bad, but to an extent, it does have an impact on children. And yeah. when they grow up, abuse, definitely, emotional, physical, mental abuse, they do have an impact on yeah. children and, you know, their adult life. They grew up thinking that they're nothing. They grew up thinking that they would last. Yeah. They, it just changes up the entire personality, yeah. I think. You're so on it. And you know what else I've noticed in our community too? There has been so many young girls who have been sexually abused in the Indo-Caribbean community, even by family members. Mm -hmm. And they keep it so hush-hush. And then when it, they do come out with it, the girls end up, the little girls, teenagers, are getting blamed for grown men Yes. you know pursuing them and being the perpetrator and stalking them and doing whatever they want with them and manipulating them and grooming them and that's just so wrong it's so wrong yeah and there is a religious well i i heard about i know a few people who were abused um by their own people by their own family members and you know, they think that they thought it was normal. They thought it was a religious act and they thought that it was something that had to be done. Right. And they grew, they, 
in their adult life now it really messed them up yeah it does it does it does mess them up and i i really can't tell you like even when our parents were growing up and i'm not sure about today when my parents were growing up in trinidad right they got a, they got physically abused by their teachers Mm -hmm. and yes. other countries, yeah. in other countries they, they do corporal punishment or actual straight up abuse yeah. um, in order to discipline students and that's I, I saw that with my own eyes I, I saw a teacher pull a boy's pants down and hit him on his butt with a belt or a ruler I've seen that multiple times and I think it was right after me yeah. So probably like in 2005 or six is when it stopped. Yeah. In Trinidad, yeah, I think that's when it was it only recent. 2005, 2006. Oh my gosh. I remember when I was growing up. I won't say who it was, but at school, um, the nun. It was Catholic school, elementary school. I'll never forget it. Like we, all the students lined up. And we were waiting to get into classes, and um, someone I know very well was standing on the second floor, and the nun literally smacked this child across the face. Wow. So I remember it to this day, clear as day. And I was like, "What?" I was only in the fourth. I was only in the fourth grade, and I'll never forget that a nun slapped this person. And I, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so unruly. It's just so horrible, you know, but there are great teachers out there. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying this, this happens in other countries and evidently here too in the U.S. Um, it used to happen, you know, but. And then when children growing up, you instill this kind of fear in them when you, you know, when these things happen and then that reprograms their brain. I mean, you would know more about the science of it, but it reprograms yeah, their brain, exactly. right? Yeah, your so, whole, everything changes. Your whole, everything mm -hmm. changes in your brain. Abuse also, um, it changes your brain and, and it also emotionally affects you. Your self-esteem, your self-worth, yeah. like you said, it can change the entire traje trajectory of your life, abuse. Yeah. You know, it's it's horrible. And when you, when you hide that abuse and you don't have family members sticking up for you, you yeah. know, or silence is really, silence is violence. Silence, you are participating. When you say, oh, I don't want to get involved, you know, yeah. I, I don't want nothing to do with this. I don't want to get involved. Guess what? You are involved when you say that. Yeah. You that you are involved because yep. you're basically, you're, you're a bystander, you're letting it happen, you're an enabler, you're letting abuse yep. happen, you're not doing yep. anything to protect the child, exactly. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Or like another parent who would, who would watch their child get abused by another parent and just stand there and not do anything about it. Yeah. That's why we have child protected protection services and, and agencies of that sort to help that, um, to help stop that, to prevent it. But how, how are people going to know if it's not reported? Yeah, exactly. Like I watched, I don't know if you watch the, um, the Netflix documentary. His name was Gabriel. I forgot his last name, but yeah. I remember. I could not finish it. I cried all the way through it, but I still finished it because I wanted to see um, the end. It was very painful to watch. Yeah. So that's the thing. I can't, I can't watch, um, I don't know how everyone else feels, but I can't watch movies 
or videos on abuse and child abuse and I I can't but I do watch it to yeah. learn how to help and how to I learn it really for to learn things yeah. for the educational aspect of it yeah and watching that was really painful yeah that's good my stomach just turns like I just I just feel so like oh, I feel like that's why I started this too because our community and needs to hear about this mm -hmm. kind of stuff abuse mm -hmm. like we need to shed light on physical abuse and sexual abuse we, because we can't keep silent anymore about this happening in our culture we just can't you know and that's why i'm happy that to start this um podcast and youtube channel and um hopefully we can be a change agent for the next generation and stop abuse and mental and emotional abuse and comparison comparing your kids and young kids to other kids and who's better mm -hmm. than who is not good it's not it's not healthy it's not healthy you at know all. that is a typical a typical behavior in, in caribbean families yeah yeah it's, it's very common it's also very common to compare people on how they look you know their color dark fair yeah. it's very common we get that a lot in our culture, huh? Yes. Comparing of the skin color, oh, she dark, she ugly. And it's mostly with women, right? With mm -hmm. the girls? Because someone's dark, they're ugly. Yeah, and that's still not true. Yeah. It's just so horrible how we grew up like that. Like, my, my mom is gorgeous. She's darker complexion than me. We call each other milk and coffee sometimes when we're looking in the mirror, right, next to each other. But she is drop-dead gorgeous. Like, she could have been a beauty queen, but she's got a good heart, right, too. I mean, Indian people, we always, like, people, we always do that. We always define beauty as being light-skinned or, like, being uber-thin or something, you know? It's, it's, um, it's such a horrible... It really diminishes the self the self esteem of girls out there in our culture. Like, do you remember that um, beauty product, Fair and Lovely, and yeah. um, all yeah. those fair creams? Yeah. Let me tell you, there's still um, and there's an, there's a big Asian beauty market that still sells skin lightening and brightening and bleaching products. There's it's still out there. Yeah, it's still out there. Yeah. Mm. Um, so hopefully that will change too. I think it might take some time, but it's really inspirational to see all these other Instagram accounts and stuff coming out, um, talking about these things. Yeah, you know, good. it's so well, empowering. Thanks for doing it. Huh? I'm sorry. Thanks for starting. For starting it. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for starting your thing, and um, that's not all you do, you know. So, but. Um, yeah, but it's fun and it's my way of just you know, it's my little hobby. I love doing it. Your little hobby has like has like over a hundred and something k followers and subscribers. So I think something's going right there for you. <laughs> I think you're doing it good. You're doing good. And it's only gonna get better. You just gotta you keep surrounding yourself with positive people, even if you have to get rid of negative people from your life. I hate to say it guys, but even if it's family members, I know we're in COVID and quarantine and everything, but this is the time to surround yourself. Do Zoom meetings, if, or you're Zoomed out, do phone calls or group chats with positive people in your life. And if you have to cut out certain family members, do it. Yeah. They're toxic. And, um, and you would know that 
too during the pandemic i think most abusive most abused people mm-hmm. it was worse for them because they were stuck with their abusive partner during that time yeah domestic violence so Mm-hmm. Yeah, for anyone listening, if you're in a relationship that's abusive, you know, try to seek help if you can. Yeah. And don't just stay and, yeah. you know. I'll put certain hotline numbers in um in our description for this um, so people can get help if they are suffering from domestic violence in the home or sexual abuse. I'll go ahead and, and put some phone numbers up there. Um, and also child abuse, the rates have also gone up as well um, since COVID happened because p- kids are home now with their families. Mm-hmm. So, and there's no teachers to report it. There's yeah. no teachers or trusted adults where the child can go and tell somebody. And that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That's a downfall. That's one of the negatives, another negative of COVID and being quarantined. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop recording now. Um, I want to thank you so much for being on. Um, You're an inspiration, like I said before, and thank you for all your videos and bringing education and our culture and just teaching people um, different ways of life. And congratulations on your education and everything that you're doing with your bachelor's. Um, so thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you. And if they want, can you say the name of your YouTube channel again? And um, if they want to contact you, is there an Instagram they can follow you on? Okay, sure. Well, thanks so much for having me, Trisha. I really appreciate you inviting me here. And uh, for those of you listening and watching, you can follow me on Taste of Trini on YouTube and at Taste of Trinbago on Instagram and on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you everyone for watching and listening um, to us. And I'm Dr. Trish Rampersad, the core behavioral therapist. And I hope you enjoyed this. Um, and it's re- I hope it was refreshing. And if you want to get those good recipes and stuff, follow Reshmi. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.